I mean, we could talk more about whiskey. Oh, Tell me more about whiskey. whiskey. Describe it to me slowly. I don't have any whiskey at my home. You have no whiskey? What a sad home. I know. A home without whiskey. Not a home at all. Well, well, that is true. I rent. Oh. I mean, I rent this hovel, well, but I have whiskey in it. Although I mean, that's the only thing that keeps me here. <laughs> home is where the whiskey flows. God, that sounds like something you'd put on a shitty block of wood and sell it for fifteen ninety nine at a craft barn. Whoa, you are way underselling how much I charge for wood blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Bad Gamecast, this is Jake. This is Jason. I'm the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this time we played WWE 2K20. Oh yeah! Oh no! <laughs> something something Kool-Aid Man? Oh no! Snap into a Slim Jim? Shit. Macho Man's coming. Alright, where where do we start here? I mean, are you going to do your usual nonsense or can we skip it this time? I would love to. Developed by Ukes and Visual Concepts. Produced by 2K Games and 2K Sports. Released on October 22nd, 2019 for the PS4, Xbox One, and Windows respectively. Other games that came out in 2019. The Outer Worlds, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. We were so close. Good job. Thank you. Don't give me the opportunity. You know better. <laughs> so i don't know who here has played a wrestling game before have either of you before this oh fuck yeah yeah okay not recently we're all coming in with a little bit of experience uh you know we've all watched wrestling at some point or another oh yeah uh if you count what the late 90s early 2000s it's better than nothing although given that era maybe not how dare you? I, 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 Katie Vick. N-W-O. Well, they can't all be winners. <laughs> God, yeah, Perfect. where do you even start with this? I mean, it it's a terrible... Re- so, like, if you know of or are a fan of the franchise or any sports game, they all do this same thing where they put out a game every year, right? It's the Madden, uh, FIFA... They don't make NCAA games anymore. Uh, uh, basketball, baseball. There's probably some NASCAR ones that are yearly. But yeah. yeah. So like all of the major uh, sports and brands put out a yearly game and they sell like goddamn hotcakes. Right? Well, yeah. People will buy a console just to play the new Madden. Madden is year in and year out one of the highest selling games of the year. It's terrifying. And this has to do with what we're playing how? Because WWE 2K, whatever, is also a yearly franchise. So 2K19 came out uh, to mild continuation like most of these games. They're not like super well-reviewed and they're not typically hated on. They do what they set out to do and their yearly installments bleh. Right. Yep. So something went wrong this year because, like, this game was critically, universally panned by 
everyone who touched it. There were infamous videos on the internet of people showing off different glitches they encountered in this game. It's it's a very buggy, ugly game. And uh, I guess that's yeah. why we're playing it today. Or this, we did play it. So that's the... Uh, when Jake was listing the developers, there were two. And one of them has been the developer for years. This company called Ukes. Yeah, they've done wrestling games for nearly 20 years now. Correct. All of your old WWE games, that's all Ukes. Yep. They have made everything up till this point. And supposedly, this is, I guess I have to say supposedly, because we don't know 100% what all happened. But from what we uh, have heard through the grapevine and stuff, basically Ukes said, we need more than a year to work on the game. Like, the engine is old and failing, and so we need to take a year to, like, update the actual game engine. Okay. And Vince McMahon said no. Now, hold on. I don't know. I, I Nobody knows. And as much as I want to blame Vince McMahon for everything, you know, a Nazi's cancer, this game, Vince McMahon sucks. He's a pretty shit human. Yeah. Yeah. It might not just be Vince, though. Like, it could very well be 2K. I, I'm sure they also wanted the game to come out. Yeah. But, so, somewhere along the lines, upper management, 2K, Vince, said, no, 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 it's a yearly franchise, you're going to make it. And so, Yuke said, no, and left. Yep. Huh. So, are they going to be making any future games, or is, like... Not for the WWE. No, because oh, they have an exclusivity contract with 2K. Uh, they are currently making another wrestling game. Oh. Uh, it has no title. Uh, we can assume that they're trying to shop it out to AEW, but nobody knows exactly what they're doing for sure. Okay. But you now have this pile of code that Yukes has been working with for years. And uh, 2K and Vince McMahon still wanting their game out, so in comes Visual Concepts. And they just plunk it down on them and say, finish this. Now, uh, as all the glitches and shit will tell you, um, the patchwork of code that Yukes is working with, since they'd worked with so long, they knew the ins and outs of, but Visual Concepts then had to navigate this minefield. Now, there are interviews with some of the development team in uh, visual concepts and say well it's kind of freeing in a way because they're not making stuff and then it runs through us now we can take all their code do with it what we please but they still had to learn how to use it which arguably they didn't <laughs> it did not go well correct so all that's right. it visual concepts finished up the game 2k put it out and it's a mess it is an absolute mess on every front. As we will assuredly go through point by point. Okay, well, uh, just to get anybody who is not uh, familiar with the idea of wrestling or wrestling games, uh, the, the core gameplay of this game is you choose a wrestler, you control this wrestler in a third-person sort of overhead angle, you have a view of the ring, uh, you're looking to defeat your opponent uh, through a series of wrestling moves to damage them enough to be able to pin them for a three count or make them submit. That's basically the general goal of nearly every match you're a part of. And it's a formula that gets tired very quickly. Yes, and it 
somewhere along the line, uh, having played the old games compared to this new one, they kind of changed how the game plays. They really did. In the olden days, uh, the game was a lot more arcadey. Yep, that was the exact word I was going to use. It It's a lot faster and way more like button pressy. And they moved more towards uh, a similar type game of the UFC started putting out video games. Yeah. And it tries to be more, quote unquote, simulation. Realistic. Yeah. That that realism. Mm, that's what you want out of your fucking dudes running around in neon tights, pretending to be space wizards. See, now, I think it depends on the game. Some of them are more arcadey than others. And granted, I haven't played uh, a wrestling game since... Hello? The early 2000s. Hello? Oh. Sorry, I lost you there for a second. Are you back? Yes. Okay. Continue. Yeah, yeah no, we figured when you went all robotic and shit. <laughs> Beep, bop, boop. I don't remember where I was at. Something about... Uh, oh, right. Uh, wrestling games, arcade versus simulation. Really? No, I made my point. Whatever. Go, keep going. Okay. See, you can't interrupt Jake because then he just completely derails. Oh my god! I just <laughs> oh, shut down I'm now. sorry. But no, that's it's this. The game, at least for me, seems to move at a lot slower pace in game, and I hate that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we I, both played the same games in the PS2 era, and it was a lot, lot faster back in the PS2 era. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm remembering it was no, not this much of a not wrong. Like, because uh, I used to play a lot of uh, N64 wrestling games and then uh, PlayStation, PS2, Xbox. They were all faster, but some of them were going for more simulation. Although like, I, I do agree with you, the, the pace in this one of the quote-unquote combat of the actual wrestling matches is pretty fucking slow. It's rough. Sorry, Jason, was there more to that point before I cut you off? Not really. It's just, it's a weird design to me. I don't know why you intentionally slow down your game. Yeah, no, so you, I, I got nothing. You could appreciate all the sweet moves. But they're not. They're <laughs> so sweet. And the graphics are not good. They are visually stunning. The longer I have to look at them, the more I just w don't want eyes. Not because they look good, though. <sighs> so your gameplay options are uh, you can jump into a match. You can just choose two wrestlers and do a quick play of any sort of match you want. You can do a singles match. You can do a ladder match. You can do a Royal Rumble. You can just quick play anything, pick up and play with your friends. You know, if you have friends after making them play this game. You could also dive into the universe mode, which uh, lets you simulate week-to-week -week shows. You can customize rosters, teams, that sort of thing. If you're more into like the simulation management thing, I know there are better simulation wrestling management games out there, but apparently that is something you I'm can do. I'm not even sure if you would go wrestling. There's just so many better sim games out there. I mean, yeah. Like... Once once you're to the point of like that level of simulation, right, that you're like booking things and not in any sort of direct control, the actual sport and oh God, I don't want to call it that because it's not even close. The actual sport that you're playing doesn't matter that much. 
uh, I could see some of the appeal being like, there's this big historical roster and like, you always wanted to have like these certain people from different eras be in like the same federation and you're, I don't know, it, it, I can see it being a wrestling fan thing, wanting to put something together like that. But the, the little time that I spent with it was very, I don't know, boring and shallow. It's just, there's, there's not a lot of depth to it. I can't even say that I even tried that mode. Uh, mainly because half the modes I tried just didn't feel like they worked because they just crashed immediately. You know, there's that. Yeah, I, I spent the majority of my time in the uh, my player. Uh, and then I did a couple of just like quick matches to see how it ran. Because surely, surely it would have to run better than it was in the my player mode. And boy, did it not. Like, it was... <laughs> Like, normally I'd want to wait to talk about some of the glitches, but, like, we, we should just get, uh, let's air our grievances now, so that way you can keep these in the back of your mind as we talk about the rest of the game, because it's, fuck. So, okay. when, I would, when I would hop into the quick match, right, it would um, chug, and, like, it ran at about a quarter of the speed that it should be running. All the controls felt unresponsive because I couldn't get the timing right because everything was slow. But then it would randomly speed up for, like, a few seconds, where it would, like, try and match the speed where it should be, and then fall back behind again. And this was, Us. like, during the gameplay, like, during the combat? Uh-huh. When you're just out trying to wrestle. And the entrances, which were uh, uh, a slideshow. <laughs> Good. I and had so like, something similar happen. Sorry. Cut you off. No, go um, during my game, I had a few times during the my player situation where I just things went into slow motion, and I had to turn the game off because like it was running at about like half to a quarter speed ish. So I was playing on console, and you were playing on Steam, so it definitely wasn't a platform issue. And we both got the same, you know, bug. Uh, yeah, because uh, I streamed this a couple nights where um, as I'm playing and then the game just slows down mid-match, uh, like assuming I could get through a loading screen, which sometimes was questionable if it wanted to actually load or not. Oh, yeah. At one point, we had a uh, freeze and reload counter going, yeah. and it got oh up God. to nine in a single stream. Whew. Yeah. That is not surprising, actually. Yeah. The game doesn't really function, which really, like, you could almost stop the review there because the game doesn't function. Right. But instead, some people kept playing. I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> some people lost 20 hours of her life to this terrible, terrible game. Yeah, so, uh... Man, it sucks to be some people. <laughs> Elsa, do you want to uh, take us through the story mode? I really don't. Look, you play as Red and Trey because you're hothead Red and your guy slipped on a tray and it's the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard and we're done! <laughs> oh my god, oh no. there's only 17 more chapters to go through. Yeah, right? We're not done. Oh, we the are not done. The writing is so bad. Come with me on a journey. A magical journey of two high school kids who look like they're these- 40. Like, they're somewhere between 30 and 40. Like, they have you create a pair of characters. And uh, the customization options are very limited for mm, yeah, they are. what you get to create in the beginning. 
they do open up later. You make a male character and a female character, and you give them names, and you say where they're from, and none of that matters because their names are Trey and Red. Why, you ask? Well, that bullshit that Jason just went through, your high school bully calls Red Hothead Red because she has an anger issue, and Trey because he slips on a tray during a fight in the cafeteria. cafeteria. That's the <laughs> um, I just, I blacked out there. Yeah, it's, I hate that where they, okay, you make your whole character, and if you spend time, if you actually spend time caring about your character's, like, name and backstory, nope. Yep, it's right out the window. They already have it written for you, don't worry. If you thought that your male character was going to be interesting at all and not have the IQ of a drowned poodle, sucks to suck. <laughs> yep, He gets yep. To be mentally deficient the whole time. So it like doesn't matter what sort of idea you had your character's like personality because a big thing about creating a wrestler is creating I don't know their their personality their gimmick you know how they're going to present themselves and uh, nope nope because like this is a fully voiced story mode uh, they have all the lines pre-written you don't get to decide anything about the personalities Trey is a fucking idiot and Red is a bloodthirsty psychopath and that's just who you get to play that's it like I made my um, my Trey I guess uh, he was he was kind of a big dude because I wanted to make a master of power bombs and um, to see him prancing around and like I care about the entertainment part of sports entertainment really kind of hurt my soul. Oh, yeah. My tray was the truth, the light, and the way. A shining golden man who was like seven feet tall and his entire moveset was suplexes. Amazing. And so imagine, imagine the tray that they give you and his personality versus the person I was trying to create. Yup. I hated it. So, like, is it just me that the characters that I ended up creating kind of worked for the story that they were telling? Yes. Yes. Be because my characters, like, I was trying to make uh, Jason, which Good. is how I ended up with uh, the Miller. God. And, uh, like, I, you, the character creation it gives you, um, if I didn't say that, you wouldn't know that's what I was going for. <laughs> Ooh. But then, like, for Red, because I didn't know I had to make a male and a female character, like, I just, uh, I figured if I was going to make a female wrestler, I don't want some little skinny twiggy bitch, I want somebody that can actually wrestle, so I just made a giant. Hell yeah. But, like, uh, Trey being kind of goofy, and, uh, for me, he was, like, five foot nine, and then Red was well over six foot, so her, like, actual wanting to be a wrestler wrestling story, and his almost kind of tag-along, uh, goof-em-ups kind of worked with the characters that i made and the fact that like you know the the personalities they gave worked for one out of three situations tells you all you really need to know about you know how terrible that is well i, I think you hit the nail on the head like when you make a character in a wrestling game you're creating the persona of a wrestler and they strip that away from you yes that fucking sucks out the gate yep so the game starts with Trey and Red in like 
formal attire and they look like they're going to a WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. And it's quickly revealed that they are being inducted into the Hall of Fame and they're having most of the story is told via flashback. By most, I mean all but like the last chapter. Woo! Yeah. It, it's all flash, which then is funny because I'm still not entirely sure what time period this game is supposed to encompass because your characters never change physically. That's nope. true. And I want to say like over like 20 years are supposed to pass between like start and finish. Yeah, somewhere around there. Well, the only character that changes is uh, your wrestling trainer, which comes up. Oh, uh, yeah. Pretty quickly. Yeah, where towards the end of the game, he shows up and instead of being like the vibrant blonde, his hair is gray, but he still has the like pink zebra pants because he's Captain 80s. God, I love that man. He's pretty good. And apparently not a real person. Nope. Rest in peace, Riley Flash. You beautiful <laughs> bastard. <laughs> the the game like takes our, our players through... Um, Sort of a rinse repeat, at least in the beginning, of like, I swear it was just yesterday as we cross paths. You like go up to people from WWE, like, I think early on you'd see like X Pac yeah. and Lita, <laughs> and just like, hey, remember that time? And uh, everybody I, I, I just sort of stares you. in the middle distance, like JD from Scrubs, and then you go into a flashback and like play the match fucking scrubs okay um because i haven't watched wrestling for damn near 20 years now most of the wrestlers that are in this game i have no idea who the fuck they are right uh with uh, uh some exceptions so when you run into x-pac and i'm like oh shit that's x-pac and then he's like oh have i told you about my all mustard diet i'm like ah he's still stupid <laughs> yes yes he is it's great <laughs> They just nailed X-Pac's character of actually mentally deficient. <laughs> this man is an idiot. Okay, so I guess the flashback that starts it are, are Trey and Red. Uh, they, they come up with this list in high school of like things they want to accomplish in the WWE. It starts as like a <sighs> fantasy list in the entire story revolves around them like checking off things on this list is like win the royal rumble win God, the wwe title this. be a action figure be a part of a wwe movie production jason take it away because you know as your character trey tells you wwe movie productions are some of the most respected and best movie productions in the world what <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cue laughter. I, I I get I get it right. You're writing it. You are the WWE, but like no one respects your movie production. No, no one. How how are you gonna lie to us like that? Well, they sold you this game, yeah, so I, easily they will lie already, to you easily. You've already bought into the propaganda. You're playing it. Yep. So Red and Trey make this list. Uh, their high school bully picks on them, says, ah, you're a bunch of idiots. I'm a real wrestler because she's like the captain of the wrestling team. And Shrek, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is one Shrek looking motherfucker. <laughs> oh. And to you be know fair. what makes that even meaner? Is the, the, her voice actress, they like made the model off of her. 
Oh, really? That's like a real person. Oh, damn. Fuck. I mean, look, you say that, but the way they model characters in this, she could look amazing in real life because their models are atrocious. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Everybody and looks like, like a fucking puppet. You know, and the high school is a really mixed high school because like right behind them as this whole thing's going on, there's like that 70 year old Asian <laughs> woman. <laughs> Who's like three foot tall, and you're like, what is happening? Sitting next to that little kid who's clearly not in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, you know, we have our main antagonist, this high school bully, which Red. we will oh, wait, see what? again. Oh, we will see again. And Brooklyn Red and Trey. Braun. Yep, Brooklyn Vaughn Braun. Uh, Red and Trey decide they're going to go to the dungeon, the famous wrestling academy. To go learn how to wrestle, they just, like, figured they're just going to pack up their things and drive to the dungeon without, like, you know, calling ahead or anything. They're just going to knock on the door and say, hey, wrestling, please. Yeah, you just show up in Canada. Yeah, and at one... So when is that supposed to take place? Because, like, the dungeon hasn't been around for quite a while. Yeah. 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 I I don't know. Remember, our characters are stupid as fuck. Book. It's just one of those weird things where it's like, oh yeah, we're just gonna go to the dungeon, and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, is this game in the 70s? I don't understand. <laughs> you didn't just pop over to the Google and say, is the dungeon still open? And they're like, no, it hasn't been for a decade. At least, right? Yeah, I I mean, they closed down... Uh, when did they? It was, cause it Give was that a great Google. Yeah, no, no, like, uh, after, uh, was it after Owen Hart died? Or I thought I, it was before when, uh, their dad died. I mean, if it was when their dad died, then it was way old. Yeah. Wasn't oh, anybody shit. actually looking that up? Yeah, Jason's on it. I can't think of his name either. Fucking King of Sharpshooter Wrestling, what's his dad? Bret Hart? His dad. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so, you know, we are in Canada, and then, you know person at the building where the dungeon used to be said no fuck off and then they go now what do we do and so they go to a local wrestling trainer in canada named riley flash and he's this dude with this mullet and walrus mustache and like bright loud pants just oh king among men riley flash he uh he's very canadian he has a very stereotypically Canadian accent that I will not attempt. And he takes you on, and you have your first set of matches, you know, because of him, because of him training you and getting you to a promoter and stuff. And uh, you have your first match against some Australian woman that I believe is currently in the WWE. No idea. No idea. I believe she is. And this was the first match where... Um, it became apparent to me that like what was happening in the ring during gameplay was not necessarily what was supposed to be happening in reality because like during this match it's supposed to be red's first match and uh, i just beat the shit out of her opponent and every cutscene uh that would show like because there were cutscenes during the match because would be like get your opponent to yellow health and then a cutscene would play for some reason for i don't know dramatic tension and every cutscene would like make it show that you and your opponent are having a close tough match and it's like 
but I just spent the last two minutes literally just stomping on this woman. <laughs> well, yeah, because a lot of the matches have these, uh, by the way, uh, supposedly the Heart Dungeon only closed in 2003. Hey, there you go. When, when Stu died. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hell, I thought Bret Hart was dead, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's still propped up in a closet somewhere. Oof. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the game does this thing where you have like things you have to do to move the fight along right you can't just win yeah if you win you fail you have to do these specific things and then after them it plays a predetermined clip so there are fight plenty of fights in this that you lose like they just do the achievements and then once you get there they're like and you lose now yep yep doesn't matter that you took no damage you lose Ugh, that's the fucking worst. I, I hate the scripted loss, especially when you've been going flawless the entire time. It doesn't feel great. So yeah, after you have your first matchup in Canada, your uh, Red and Trey take to the road and start hitting the indie circuit. Uh, you hit up Memphis, where Trey has a match with the king, for some reason, in a loser leaves town. And apparently you run the king out of Memphis, and afterwards the king goes, I'm not leaving Memphis. Do you know how many of these things I've lost? Which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, you end up facing Lita randomly as as Red, and it took me about six attempts to beat her, because early in the game, so like there are ability points and you know skill increases and like you essentially level up your skills as the my player story goes on. So early in the story, you're terrible. You're like worse than like any of the wrestlers on the roster if you just picked up and played. So like jumping in and throwing you against like a women's legend who I'm assuming has a really really high stat total felt I like don't a know. very strange and difficult difficulty curve spike in the beginning of the game. Yeah, I mean, like, you start at, like, around 60. Right. For your overall talent level. Right. Which is and, abysmal. And yeah. then, yeah. God, the whole level up grid, and it's a nightmare. It's just this giant web of, like, slowly increasing your stats to make yourself better at various things. So, I guess we'll get into that now. Um, the stats were are, like, you know... Strike power, grapple power, strike defense, grapple defense, like speed of attack, speed of movement, like submissions, both attack and defense. Basically all the things that you can think of for a wrestling game are pretty much in there. But instead of just allowing you to increase what you want to increase, as Jason said, there's like this big skill tree web thing that, you know, is kind of like... Straight from a Final Fantasy RPG. One of the oh, newer yeah. ones. It 100% reminds me of the different Final Fantasy just web of filling out nodes to increase stuff. Yes. And I hate it. I hate it so. Yes, but each archetype makes a fun new shape. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're right, but <laughs> it's terrible. No, I, I assume this would be a problem because uh, at some point uh, I just got a trainer and then gave myself infinite points and then just filled out the tree. You fucker. 
You know, you say that. Uh, what's funny is it doesn't really make you better than any of the wrestlers. Oh. So, like, early on, like, it, it certainly helped, but, like, I was still losing matches, right? Uh, but then it got to the point where I was just on par with everybody, and then uh, later in the game, everybody was still just better than I was. Hmm. All right. Yeah, what is it that, like, when you fill out the whole grid, you end up at, like, 80-something? For Trey, it was 91, and I think Red was 91 or 92. Okay. Yeah, so they weren't, like, 99-100. Like, it didn't max out. They were just it's better, weird. I guess. Yeah, it, it really f- made it feel like it was worthwhile to fill out the whole thing if I couldn't get it all the way up to 100. Great. It also took seven years to fill out if Holy you're like me. Shit. And we're using a keyboard and mouse. Yup. I mean, I was using a controller, but it didn't make it faster. Like, it's still fucking It had to make it faster. I am a stubborn bastard, and I will play any game with keyboard and mouse if I can. Oh, God. This game, it's a large part of the... Like, if I had switched to controller, I might have actually played more of this game. It's basically unplayable with keyboard and mouse. It's amazing how bad it is designed. It legit makes you wonder if when they built the game, they used a controller because it doesn't feel like they used a keyboard and mouse. Yeah, uh, you make your way through the indies. Red gets her first big break, winning the Mae Young Classic against uh, Rhea Ripley. I have that That's, name written down. That uh, is a name. And Triple H gives you the award for winning it. And Triple H, I have a note here, is an awful voice actor. That's all you need to know. Oh, yeah, Triple H is not trying in any way, shape, or form here. No, no, he is not. Like, some of some of the voice actors, like, really gave it their all. Like, I, I kind of enjoyed Joe's over-the-top, like, evil performance. Yes. Oh, of all the characters, Samoa Joe hams it up like nobody's business. Good man. <laughs> Which is what you honestly want. Like, this shit is stupid. So why not do that? And Triple H, I swear they called him like while he was in a limo somewhere. I was just like, yeah, read these lines. <laughs> and he's just like banged them out on the highway. Just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Never call me again. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how important I am? Yeah, it's funny, the voice acting, because uh, you can tell the newer people that haven't been in a game before or not very many and they're like enthusiastic like uh velveteen dream yeah yeah it's like tries or like the new day which Wait, they make me want to watch wrestling they actually cut like physical promos in the game yeah which is amusing when it just cuts to actually the new day standing in a room to advertise like the next thing and you're like wait what is happening yeah because every time those dudes showed up fun was about to be had because those dudes are a riot. Yeah. But yeah, then you get like Triple H or Randy Orton's there. Or um, <laughs> Big Show. Paul Heyman. Uh, yeah, Big Show. Jesus, Big Show's half asleep. Uh, they paid Undertaker. I mean, that's all you can get out of him. Kane <laughs> showed up, but they didn't get any voice lines from him. <laughs> that's true. He just sits around and, well, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so you, uh, you skipped a bunch of stuff. Did I? And we can keep skipping stuff. Jake, no one cares about this story. Right? Like, <laughs> Trey has a little little feud of Velveteen Dream, as we said. There's an Iron Man match in there, which is awful and tedious. I apparently have a note here that Rhonda is an idiot and also an awful actor. Also, it sounded like she was recording via phone in one take. <laughs> so, you know, she probably did the highway thing, too. Oh, yeah. 
I assume you mean uh, the best wrestler in everyone's favorite Ronda Rousey. I will tear out your nung. Nung. No. Nung. Beep. Boop. Beep. Boop. I mean, I was being sarcastic, but if that shit's going to break you, I could lean into it. Boop. Yeah, but Jake, head movement, head movement, head movement. Oh, my God. Get knocked out. She was very. Well, she was. Very good at one thing in the UFC, and then people realized she wasn't that good at getting punched, and then she was very bad, because hmm. people yes. punched her. <laughs> How dare they? Yeah, okay. Anyhow, uh, you eventually make it to the WWE when Trey a- basically accidentally wins the Universal Championship from Universal Champion Samoa Joe. Just like... You're on NXT, doing the NXT thing, and then uh, you're just... what? How does Trey get in this match? Like He's looking for Red, and he ends up coming down the ring while Samoa Joe's uh, talking into a mic. Okay. And then uh, Samoa Joe sees him and calls him out. Trey, you fucking idiot, what are you doing? And so Trey, responding to him, heads closer towards the ring. <laughs> and, and then the- it's... Yeah, go on. He, Trey basically accidentally ends up in a match with Joe and pins him by uh, reversing the coquina clutch. And then we have this accidental scaredy cat champion storyline of this kid who just like came up from next and got himself a contract because he's now the champion. And it doesn't put anyone over. It doesn't make anyone look good. It makes it makes Trey look like an idiot and a coward. It makes Joe look like an idiot. The GM, I want to say, is currently Randy Orton. Yeah. And he's basically trying to get the title off of Trey, so he like puts him up against, against uh, Brock Lesnar. Because Joe distracts Brock, because Joe wants to win his title back from Trey and not like Brock Lesnar. Which makes sense. He uh, interferes in the match, Joe interferes in the match, and Trey retains. This happens a few times, and I don't remember how Trey loses his title at the end of this sequence. Uh, Well, he doesn't lose it to Samoa Joe, because Samoa Joe goes fucking crazy, and then Randy Orton fires him. Right, Joe gets pissed, he keeps on interfering, he can't win it back from you, gets fired. Do you actually lose the title, like, on camera, on screen? I uh, we I can just like we're all deep in the tank right now. Like, hang on, what happened here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's say yes and move on. <laughs> yes, you somehow lose the title, and we move on with our lives. At this point, Red gets involved in a Money in the Bank match uh, for the women's title, and my God. That match, like, in-game was horrific. Anytime there was more than two people in the ring at a time, the game just gets terrible. Because the way the gameplay works, you can get, like, targeted by multiple computer opponents. And if you're trying to do something like climb a ladder and grab a briefcase, it becomes very, very difficult. Because as soon as you get on that ladder... Every single computer opponent turns its head towards you and goes, I must destroy you. Yeah. Ugh. When you have to fight a bunch of people and you just get beat to hell, or like you, what are the, 
anytime you have to was the one where you have to get all the pinfalls and it's garbage because you have to keep track of all these stupid npcs running around yeah and you hope that the game runs well enough you can actually get it done what it kind sucks. of match are you talking about jason it's how many people are is it a a fatal four-way yeah where it's that four people in the ring and then you have to pin the other three. Oh, all three of them or just one no you do it a couple times so you have to get three pins oh and it sucks it sucks but but the money in the bank like uh what were you playing it on i'm not quite sure what the question means what were you playing what console were you playing the game on oh i was playing on the xbox ah okay because the money in the bank didn't run any smoother on pc than it did xbox God forbid you touch that ladder because, like, even half the crowd was, like, walking their way towards you. Like, what the shit happened? <laughs> this motherfucker thinks she's actually going to win this match. Better teach her a goddamn lesson. Hope she don't oh, yeah. like having knees. Ladders are beacons for aggro. That checks they out. apparently are. It took me, I think, four attempts to beat the money in the bank because also ooh, here's the good thing uh the progress on because there's a stupid little like lock picking mini game essentially oh, if you get God, to the top and start getting the briefcase the progression for this lock picking mini game is the same for everyone i thought at the beginning like my progression was mine and like ron rousey's progression was hers and they were separate so i got to the very last stage like one away got knocked off and i'm like all right i'll just get back up and you know get there and like as i was laying there somebody else went back up and their progress was only one away and i'm like oh wait a second and then they got the briefcase and i had to do the whole thing over again yeah, you know, good game design that you can solve almost all of it and then the NPC just swoops in and takes it. Yup. Well, Ooh. at least it's not like there's uh, three other people in the ring with you all trying to do the same thing. Oh, so, uh, five, I think. I think Money in the Bank matches are six people. Yep. Oh, is it? Money in the Bank yep. is six. Uh. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> and this actually brings me to one of my least favorite things about the whole thing. All the cutscenes in the game are unskippable. Let that sink in. Well, unskippable hey, cutscenes in 2019. Some, some writer spent sevens of minutes writing all of this. <laughs> and you're going to fucking appreciate it. Oh, yes, I will appreciate it. They didn't get all these people to voice act all these lines if you could just skip them. Far be it from me to, like, just skip over all their hard, hard work. You will listen to Ronda Rousey blandly talk into a horrible microphone. <laughs> oh my God, Ronda, and shut you the will... fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> well, huh. yeah, because if they didn't do that, then nothing else would break up the pace of the game. That way it feels so much longer. <laughs> so yeah, it breaks up the slower pace and makes it feel slower. <laughs> yeah. When you win your 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 title wins this is something i have here because i think after you win the money in the bank match you quickly cash it in and win the women's championship the the announcers never sound excited at all because like when you're watching the actual product the announcers usually do a pretty good job at hyping up title wins and who the announcers recording their lines for this game were just like, and there she is, the top of the pile for the first time in her career. Good job for her. Everyone clap. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's like the announcers are supposed basically just paid hype men yes. for literally everything that happens. That's sh- should be their goal. And instead, yeah, they're just like so blandly describing everything that happens. It's rough. Also, one of them doesn't say suplex, they say suplex, and that made me want to tear my fucking ears off. Oh no, I didn't notice that, and I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, I don't know which idiot doesn't know how words is, but it it was driving me <laughs> fucking crazy. Oh, okay. Well, uh, let's see. Let's get through the rest of this shit real quick. Uh, there's there's an acting movie subplot because that's on the list. Hold Your on, magical list. You go. I'm holding on. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Magical list. It defines reality. It's whatever. Right. Yes. You, you have to follow the list. You have to follow the list. I thought you skipped my favorite chapter. We just haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Um. So yeah. No. Uh, Trey is like big into the WWE films. He has a feud with the Miz about being in one of the latest films. It's terrible. God, the we, fucking Miz. We move on. The movie uh, of a person that is the Miz. <laughs> That's a good way to describe him. Uh, we have a storyline revolving around Mickey James's retirement, like the the GM, whoever it is at the time. I think it's the Big Show. Suddenly, yep. um, tells Mickey James like the next match she loses, um, she's gonna have to retire, and then Red teams with her. You win. Like I think there's a women's uh, tag belt. Yes, that you win together against i think it's the australians yeah which is funny because even mickey james is like kind of okay with it and she's like yeah like i'm fucking like that's that's fine <laughs> Red's Red's like, no like, you no. will fight this you get back out there you old bitch we ain't done yet right which is neat like, because she's not even that old like it's kind of fucked up but and then mickey james like lucks her way into a like uh, women's championship win and Red's just sitting there's like I want that championship and then you have to forcibly retire Mickey James because you want that championship because again it's on the list and you have to destroy horror for the uh, the good of the list the list now, demands blood uh, the list which fucking Red brings up every five goddamn minutes now I, I thought this part was hilarious because again like my Red was a fucking giant mm-hmm. and Mickey James isn't a big person <laughs> So it was just like taking out old Yeller behind the barn and putting her fucking down. Like it wasn't a match so much as a slaughter. I, oh no. I felt bad. <laughs> Good night, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And after the Mickey James retirement story, I think is probably going to be your favorite one, is the Undertaker story. Yes. So. Uh, we at this point in the game, Trey and Red have won multiple singles and tag titles between them. But Trey wants like a legendary Hall of Fame career, and he asks Paul Heyman, "What do you got to do to be legendary?" And Paul Heyman's like, "Well, you can do what my client Brock Lesnar did." Oh, that I blew that out. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, listeners. that's gonna be horrible. Yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and go defeat the Undertaker, and it's like I will have meet up. Or, like, set up a meeting with, like, a... He doesn't even specify, just with somebody I know that can get you to The Undertaker. Yep, I'm gonna send somebody to you to go find The Undertaker. Jake, how about you take this one? Oh my god, if I knew half the characters, this would be so much easier. So, uh, after that night's show, 
Uh, it is Red and Trey in the building all alone. And then it uh, it's all spooky. The lights are off and they're like, where do you think the guy is that Paul sent? And I don't remember how it is they end up in the boiler room, but they go down into the boiler room. Oh, because they hear a noise down there. Because, you know, uh, every uh, arena venue has a large uh, Nightmare on M Street style boil, boiler room. That tracks. And, uh, that's yeah, the uh, first thing you install. <laughs> naturally. Uh, who's the uh, the guy that's down there? Um, it's Papa, Papa Shango. Yeah. Papa Shango just uh, dancing, doing some weird voodoo shit. And then he uh, spits some magic dust into uh, Red and Trey's face and a uh, portal opens up in front of a boiler. Yep. And they hop on through for a magical underworld adventure to find the Undertaker. Yes. He is an undead wizard. Yeah. No, like, I, I, there's no issue at all with anything that happens here. It, it all tracks. So what's the first stop in our magical underworld adventure? Because this shit ain't done yet. The first step is boiler room round two, where you're in the uh, boiler room at the edge of the river sticks, where Kane shows up displeased that you are there you have to win by knockout yep and then yep. some dude shows up on a boat and I'm for pretty the life sure me, that's matt hardy is that who that is i'm pretty sure that was matt hardy because i didn't get that at all like, a lot of different gimmicks since he left the wwe and like i think one of his gimmicks is he's a goddamn crazy person i mean broken matt hardy is a thing yeah that one. I don't remember him talking with an accent. All right. Well, I'm going to look it up real quick. Good luck. You'll need it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Crazy Man takes you across the boat to the haunted bayou where uh, you get split between, um, I don't know who either of these two are, some big bearded guy and then some another Irish chick, right? Oh, the big bearded man is uh, Bray Wyatt. Your what hurts? Yeah, that's the Wyatt. Uh... <laughs> sure. Uh, which Trey has to defeat uh, the Wyatt outside by knockout. Meanwhile, inside the uh, haunted uh, Bayou house, it's some lady who's crawling all over the walls. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I, I, I didn't recognize who it was. Uh, after you beat them by knockout, you are you take the lantern that's outside and you use the lantern to find your way through the forest, which takes you to. The arena of the undead. It's like a volcano, kind of, where there's like ghouls all in the stands, and then there's the uh, wrestling ring, and then the Undertaker comes in on a motorcycle. Yep, yep. And, and it's, I mean, you know, that's the thing he used to do. Yeah, uh, was well, like uh, American Badass Undertaker when yeah, he was a biker for a while. When he used to ride a motorcycle into the yeah, I just like it's weird how they blend gimmicks, right? And it's like. That's something he did, like, again, in the 90s. And I think it was the early aughts. Stopped doing. Well, yeah, because he stopped wrestling. <laughs> he only shows up for WrestleMania. Well, he doesn't show up at all anymore. Yeah. For a while there, WrestleMania was his only, like, appearance every year. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, you defeat the Undertaker, and he turns into an urn. You, you open the urn, and the urn shoots lasers into the sky, and you are returned to the boiler room. Still but you have the here. urn with you. Yes, yeah. exactly. The urn is with you, and you're just like, ah. And then you use the urn to lure the Undertaker into a match at Survivor Series. Uh, I think you get to choose the match type. I went with Last Man Standing. I went with uh, Hell in a Cell, I think. That tracks. 
Well, I mean, yeah, what else were you going to do? As Well, last man standing, apparently. Mostly because I was at that point, I was feeling really lazy, and I'm like, that's probably going to be an easy one to win. It was super easy to win. Did you throw The Undertaker off the hell in the cell? No. <sighs> I got to send it a pin in him. <laughs> Pity. Where's your sense of creativity? Come on. Uh, I couldn't get up there because he would throw me <laughs> off and then I would throw him off. It was the Aww. whole thing about the controls we haven't gotten to yet. <laughs> okay. The yeah. completely unlike navigable controls. Yes. Dear God. We're, we're getting close to the end. Uh, there's, you know, a, a storyline after that. Uh, Red versus uh, Becky Lynch. I believe Mm -hmm. Uh, this involves the new day pairing with our heroes. And um, I want to say that it involves red losing her title via cutscene because like Samoa Joe comes in and um, it's been like seven years at this point and he's been unemployed this entire time. He's just been like sitting in a cage, getting really, really angry. And also he has a robot arm. He spent his time down in Mexico getting a robot arm. He has a fucking robot arm. Just Samoa Joe with a robot arm is like our final boss. And I need I need everyone listening right now to go deep into their mind palace and think not like cool robot arm. No, no. Think some weird like low poly, just like shiny gray arm. Because yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so horrible looking. It's so good. It's incredible. Holy shit. So Joe um, ends up essentially teaming up with your high school bully, Brooklyn. She's been in and out of the WWE during this time, sort of like in like managerial and uh, administrative roles. Yes, early in your the duo's wrestling career, she was an MMA fighter. She made a name for herself. Uh, every time you run into her, she talks shit about wrestling. Further on down the road, she's got the starring role opposite Trey in, uh, what's that fucking movie they're making? Rank and File 4. That's, uh, yes. And then she becomes the uh, general manager of, how does she put it, Smacktown? Smacktown. I actually really liked that. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, she shows up again, screws over your team yet again. Let's see, what am I? I I've sort of blacked out this next part, so I'm going through my notes now. Uh, let's see. After the title loss, uh, Brooklyn buddies up with Trey to try and teach him how to beat Samoa Joe by uh, getting over his legs when uh, Samoa Joe gets him in the coquina clutch. Ah, yes. And then when it comes down to the match, uh, Samoa Joe doesn't cross his legs as he do- does it, and then screws Trey over, and then Brooklyn's like, ha ha, I got you, chump. I was in on it the whole time. She's evil. And even the crowd is like, well, yeah, no shit. Yeah, <laughs> as the whole like, time she's yeah. like, I do evil things to be evil. What's the whole nonsense about, like, I don't know, she donates a bunch of money to be evil? It. <laughs> yeah, uh, she donated a bunch of money to a pelt pet or animal shelter she says but really she was just buying it so she could turn it into a tanning salon yeah i don't think that's how that works literal comic book evil just like spinning her mustache (laughs) (laughs) yeah no she's a total like 80s 90s cartoon bully that just like never grows up never changes i'm just 
the most evilest, boring, evil person. Yeah. Brooklyn's trying to take over the rec center. It's so <laughs> yeah, bad. Honestly. So All yeah. Right. Uh Joe wins the title, so Trey has to win the Royal Rumble to get a shot back at Joe. Uh but first he he like, you know, gets an entry in the twenties somewhere, which is nice. Uh, you eliminate everybody, and then there's a s- mystery 31st entrant. It's uh, President Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Holy shit, he is the president? Yes. They make uh, sure because I didn't get through Dwayne. the Royal Rumble, and they, they talk about uh, oh. President Johnson. Yes, yes, no. <laughs> uh, that was the surprise at the end of the Rumble, is uh, The Rock comes down. And it's hilarious because with Royal Rumble mechanics, I literally just grabbed him, threw him into the ropes, and threw him over. It took like five <laughs> seconds. So you can imagine that, like all this pomp and circumstance about The Rock, President The Rock, coming down to enter into the Royal Rumble, and then just meh, getting chucked. <laughs> and so you win the Royal Rumble, and your game crashes again, and so you have to do it twice. Yeah, no, that feels right. <laughs> yep. Well, you shouldn't have just fucking dissed The Rock like that. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know if anything of you winning the Royal Rumble comes to fruition because, like, right after that, um, there's there's this this subplot with Trey's parents that has been running throughout this entire uh. time, and we haven't mentioned it because it's stupid and terrible. Uh, essentially, Trey is adopted, and he has a letter from his birth parents saying, "Like, sorry, but we couldn't give you the life that we wanted." We hope you have a lovely life. And apparently, Red wrote this letter, not his birth parents. His birth parents are just dead. Yes. Tragic. It happens. And so Red essentially, like, manipulated her friend, but in sort of a caring way. It's it's kind of fucked up. And he just, like, keeps on referring to his birth parents. It's like, maybe they'll come see me wrestle. So he, like, doesn't know they're dead. And there's this whole, like friends and subversion and oh no i fucked up sort of storyline that's this really bothered me uh because in the beginning of the game he has a like really like a uh, good relationship with his adopted parents and then when he they go off to canada he tells them he's going to college they fuck off to canada to try and be wrestlers and like they're they're naturally pissed like he's using the credit card and all the expenses you know, like dude what the fuck why aren't you at why aren't you at school and he's like i'm gonna be a wrestler i'm chasing my dreams and they're like that's retarded get to school and he's like i'm gonna do it you never loved me you're not my real dad hangs up the phone and then proceeds to not talk to them for years now they try and reach out to him a bunch of times and yep. he just like totally ignores them because maybe my real parents who gave me up actually love me uh, the whole time uh, he was down about something in high school, so Red wrote him this letter from his quote-unquote birth parents to do it to make him feel better. And yeah, that is totally fucked up, but like, you get as she did it, why she did it. Like, it came from a good place, although like, why she let it go on for years and never fucking told him that is anybody's guess. And like, you get little snippets of her, like, talking to herself where it's like, you should just tell him, and then a little voice is like, never tell him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's funny because the, the quote-unquote little voice is portrayed by just another model of Red talking to Red. So it looks like there's just two of them talking to each other, but it's all happening in her head. It's terrible, terrible storytelling. She's crazy. Something yes. like that. Yes, she is. 
So the point is why why I'm bringing this up is because at the Hall of Fame, uh, Trey's parents, quote unquote, birth parents show up and Brooklyn, he like gets real happy and is like, oh my God, they're there. And then Brooklyn immediately, like doesn't even let the ruse set in, like gets on the mic and say, ha ha, those aren't your, you know, real birth parents. They're dead. And like, she has no timing. It's terrible. Which I don't know why Trey would even believe that because Trey is the literal color of the sun. He exudes light (laughs) out of his body. And these are just some normal fucking people. Like you look at him and he, you can't really look at him. He's so bright white that like your eyes glance off of him. Honestly. And like, I really want to know if they try and match your parents to whatever character you made. That is a good question. Just for that reason. Yeah. Like, you've got these, like, multicolored people coming down out of a fucking spaceship. Son! (laughs) (laughs) It's legit. Uh, Yeah, no. um, Brooklyn forced Red to retire from the WWE, or else she would, you know, reveal Red's treachery. And Trey goes, well, I'll retire, too, because we're a package deal. And so, you know, they both retire. They both go to the hall together. And then the treachery is revealed. Brooklyn reveals everything anyways, because fuck you. Um, Red just fights off, like, waves of people while Joe uses his robot arm to try to kill Trey, like, literally murder him. And you get away. You get, well, actually, you get the shit kicked out of you. You get dumped off the stage at the hall. And then you make a match for WrestleMania, which is the next day, because the Hall of Fame inductions are always the day before WrestleMania. And the fight at WrestleMania is a two-on-two, you know, Trey and Red versus Samoa Joe and Brooklyn Von Braun. What a pairing that is. Um, And it's for Red and Trey's spots in the Hall of Fame. And if you win, you go back into the Hall and you get your revenge and credits roll. And in this final match... All you have to do is lower Joe into red health with Trey, and then you win via cutscene. You, you use Joe's coquina clunch on him, get him to tap, and then just win via cutscene. It's the least satisfying thing in the least satisfying game after I've played for 20 to 25 hours. And that's is it. There, that's is that's there the at least my a player. Cutscene of Red and Trey going on office space on Brooklyn Von Braun. No, not really. Like her in a field and then with some bats just fucking going to town. (laughs) Oh, that would have been more satisfying. But no, like, uh, Red gets Brooklyn in her own ankle lock because Brooklyn uses the ankle lock because Brooklyn is also a knockoff Kurt Angle. We're not going to get into that. Uh, Yep. And that's, that's pretty much it. Red and Trey basically get their opponents to tap out simultaneously. But, you know, Joe's the legal man in the match. Uh, That's it. That's it. And then the achievement popped up saying that only 9% of the people who have played this game got through the My Career. So to that 9% of which I am included, I salute you. Have yourself a whiskey. To that 9%, why? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's wrong with you so red and trey never get married this whole time that's all i wanted nope no kiss i i just wanted them to just be together because they clearly love each other well they love each other just not like that in Platonic a tonic loves a thing weird kind of twisted way <laughs> so yeah that's it um 
man, that ending's stupider than I would have imagined. I mean, (laughs) not really because the rest of the writing, but man, that's fucking dumb. My life is not enriched for having experienced it, and you did the smart thing by quitting while you were ahead. I just figured, like, somebody should see this thing through. Yeah, welcome to the Bad Game Cast. We put a lot of hours in for fucking little payoff. Like, I don't... <laughs> and see, like, it's the, the the whole, like, you're like, ah, yes, you're 20 hours of this. And then, like, I, you know, you're not joining us on the next episode, or I think the one after that, and I've got, I don't know, tens of hours in those, and it's just like... I can't, I can't do it. I can't do them all. Right. I'll break. That's, that's why you gotta tag in a specialist, you know, every once in a while to suffer for you. Suffer uh, proxy, suffer by proxy? Yeah, there we go. Just think of some of the uh, longer pieces that we've put the time into, they just, like, never end. I'm still not sure we're not currently playing Last Remnant. I don't think we're I'll ever be done with it. Like, it, just, it never ends. Kingdom Hearts the same way. Like, somewhere, there's... It's it's still going. It's always going. Oh, you're saying we should play the new Kingdom Hearts bonus DLC package? Oh, uh, no. Isn't that just a rehash of all the stuff from 3? Oh, no, it adds more questions. I mean, answers. I mean, questions. <laughs> also, yes, it's just uh, Boss Rush again. <laughs> Yay! So, yeah, the entire My Player experience is like playing D&D with a really bad DM because you are constantly being railroaded, constantly being punished for arbitrary decisions you make, constantly being told how your character would react when you're thinking to yourself, that's not how my character would react. It's just, it's bad D&D. That's that's the best comparison I can give to this entire campaign. Yeah, that kind of makes sense, because it is, like, you don't actually get to control your character. You don't have a say in your character's personality, what they do, the course of action. Like, it, it's all pre-scripted, and if you don't like it, eh, get bent. Oh, and the game doesn't actually physically work, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so we didn't, we didn't even really get into the gameplay at all in this hour that we've been recording so far. Uh, It's... The targeting is terrible. Like, there are many, many times where I would, like, hit, like, a grapple button and I would just, like, be turned 90 degrees from my opponent and just grapple at the air and then they would hit me in the head. Yep, yep. There's a lot of that. Trying to figure out which uh, opponent, God forbid, there's more than one person in the uh, ring at any given time. Although, sometimes it would just lock onto the ref for no real reason. Really? Yep. Amazing. That was always cool. Uh, trying to get a weapon, like, uh, I wouldn't have any issue pulling a, a weapon out from the apron, right? Uh, but sometimes the characters just wouldn't want to pick them up, where they'd, huh. like, dip down like they were going to, but wouldn't grab it. So it was just, like, teabagging the ground. Like, it was fucking weird. Uh, multiple times, the weird input lag between grapples and strikes. Mm, so, yeah. like, um, trying to do a certain move but it wouldn't register that i was holding a direction so it would just do like the default grapple move or the same thing with the strikes or sometimes the supers would go off and eh, sometimes they wouldn't or reversals god forbid i was trying to get a reversal that was hit or miss my favorite is it wasn't just me like being uh, incredibly slow not an argument definitely am but when i have auto reversal on and the game doesn't recognize that man that ain't on me oh there's an auto reversal 
it's a move that you could get. Oh, I see. Where it's okay. like uh, 30 seconds, and then like as soon as you get hit with one thing, it uses it up. Interesting. The, the core gameplay is jank as fuck, to put it lightly. Oh, yeah, I'm like... Are, are we just are we just uh, our pretend recommendations for this nonsense? Sure, why not? Yeah, because like the game is busted. It doesn't play right at all. Uh, you have to use a controller. Trust me on this one because the keyboard and mouse layout is insane. Even then, it doesn't work like properly. The game does not function. The physics are insane, and the story is not yours and completely unsatisfying. Yep. Okay. Uh, cool. Not the entirety, because I got to the Roller Rumble, I couldn't progress any further. Uh, I didn't hate the story, uh, especially oh. early on. Let me explain. Especially early on, because you have two very different wrestling stories going on. You've got Red trying to be an actual wrestler, and Trey, who's just kind of there, and life is happening to him. And him just being, like, <laughs> kind of goofy about it. And so, I have like, no agency in my own life! <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. So it's like him having a good time and it's fun. And then her telling a wrestling story. And I really liked the entire arc of them coming up through the indies and shit. Because like of all the wrestling games I used to play, you you don't get that. It's always uh, you're on Raw or you're on SmackDown or whatever. Right. Uh, So like it was an interesting viewpoint as they work their way up. And I liked their dynamic and I didn't mind the characters that it assigns them because I was trying to make Jason, but had no vested interest in the character outside of that. The same thing for Red. Like, it forced me to make a female character. I put no time into it whatsoever. Like, yeah, that's work. And then, like, the game gave them personas and they went on and they did their thing. And I have to say that, like, besides the weird pacing and the game's a buggy fucking nightmare and it looks bad. Oh, my God. The characters look bad. The hair, Jesus. The hair it looks like a game that was made 15 years ago. Yes, except those glitched less than this does. All of that aside, and even some of the glitches were like funny enough that I enjoyed it, like when it wasn't actively screwing me over. I didn't hate it. I, I, I didn't hate my time with it. Uh, there were parts I genuinely had fun with it, especially like the ridiculous fucking story, like the whole bit with The Undertaker. Coming up through the Indies, fucking evil Sith Lord Samoa Joe. Like, this shit was kind of fun. However, however, 60 bucks for this privilege? Go fuck yourself. $5 for this privilege? Go fuck yourself. This game's a nightmare. Five bucks is... uh... (laughs) I got five bucks of entertainment out of it. I didn't. I wouldn't recommend it for five bucks. Jason, you got more than that, or...? Oh, no. It's horrible like as much as jake might have had fun with it i could barely pick up the game like i would boot it and then just want to put my hand through my goddamn monitor (laughs) i hate this game i'm i'm closer to jason than i am with jake on this one i loathed my time with this game the loading times were abysmal on the console uh, the unskippable cutscenes just made me wander, wander out into traffic. The gameplay was just core broken. Like, yeah, there were some amusing lines, but it was like a fire hose of, you know, attempted jokes, and maybe like one in ten would land, and the other nine would be just like, that's humor that, you know, was stale in the 90s. <sighs> I 
did not have fun with this game. I would have rather played Sonic Forces a second time. Ooh. Yes. I'm not actually... I don't disagree with that statement. I would rather have played Sonic Forces. Oh. Yep. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, this game's awful. I mean, it's above Sonic 06, and... uh, No, no, like, you both said Forces. It's not... Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's still nightmare levels of Sonic (laughs) to be gained. On the Sonic scale of destruction. (laughs) It's on there. It's on there. It's... Uh, so is what's at the bottom of Sonic? It's got to be 06, right? It's Bubsy, right? Like, oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Bubsy doesn't get to be on the scale. Bubsy is not part of any scale. Bubsy is the end all be all. It is the defining characteristic of bad. Yeah, there is 06 at the bottom and deep down in the abyss watching, waiting is Bubsy, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds right. All right. Well, if we're done here, what do we do now? Well, now we enter, uh, we enter, at words are part. <laughs> uh, we answer letters from listeners. Listeners like you. All right. So uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, things you want uh, us to potentially talk about here on the podcast, email thebadgamecast at gmail.com. We could always use more letters. So this is many, 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 many questions. So, hey guys, some quick rapid fire questions for you today. So, I am going to uh, ask these, and I just want first thing that pops into your head. Okay. okay. Uh, Elsa, you go, then I'll go. All I right. go first. Yep. Yeah. Favorite hot drink? Hot cocoa. Coffee. Cocoa. Favorite cold drink? Sprite. Coca Cola. Uh, just Diet Coke. Uh, favorite game to play, which is like an insanely large question. Right? Uh, Pokemon Heart Gold. Chrono Trigger. Uh, Hollow Knight. Favorite game to watch? Ooh. Uh, hmm. Celeste. Currently? Which son? <laughs> uh, favorite game to watch? I don't even know. Do I watch people play uh, Rocket League? Hmm. Uh, favorite movie? Mad Max Fury Road. Shit. The Crow. Uh, Hot Fuzz. Favorite music album? I'm going to say you can also just say, like, favorite artist. I heard if- music album, so I'm going to say Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Sure. Uh, Grateful Dead American Beauty. Singular album. Man, I really should have thought about this before I did things. Because, I, like, can do I just say, like, the soundtrack to Hamilton? Does that count? Yes. Sure. Count it. Yeah. Okay, then it's that. <laughs> uh, favorite urban legend? Mothman. God damn it, I was going to say Mothman too. Really? Because it's yeah. Mothman. Fuck yeah, Mothman. The Mothmans. <laughs> I was going to say Bigfoot, but honestly, like the whole like story of Mothman is so much better than any like casual Bigfoot sighting. Oh, absolutely. Mothman's great. Three for three on Mothmans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, of all of those, the only agreement is Mothman. So, <laughs> there you go, folks. Also, I want to say, uh, who wrote that? Uh, that's from Mr. Britt. Mr. Britt, you beautiful bastard. That is, like, favorite movie, game, and, like, album will change day to day. So, like, I only came up with uh, this, because, like, Jason and I were talking about this uh, earlier. Like, that's so fucking, like, subjective on, like, what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of those are very big questions. Yeah. 
Whereas, hands down, favorite hot drink is going to be coffee all day, every day. Uh, no, and it's funny because I said cocoa because it just popped into my head. But my favorite hot drink is just a hot toddy. That's what I was going to say. Like, you didn't say oh. hot toddy. It's super weird. Which is like, it is what it actually is because <laughs> I drink them all the time. My favorite film has already changed two times since I've thought of the question. Right? Like, it was Flipper the movie. What's it now? Uh, free Willy. <laughs> You're free. Nope, now it's D2 the Mighty Ducks. Nope, now it's Cool Runnings. T2? The best dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Do we want to do the second part of this? Because he also included a long question. Yeah. All right. It. Finally, what game elements would you put together in one game? Which wouldn't necessarily make a coherent experience, but also a game made of up. your favorite elements, such as yes. first-person open-world collect-a-thon. What the fuck? Uh, my, that is not his example because that sounds like a jumbled nightmare but you know something where you your favorite parts of games all stuck together even if you don't know how they would actually go together uh let's see let's add a rhythm game to a first person shooter yeah so gears of war because <laughs> they're reloading yeah but you can do more than that yeah <laughs> the entire game rhythm based yeah, no, fuck it. That's that's it. That's my answer. Oh, I like shooting okay. things, and I like rhythm games. Make it happen. Uh, it's gonna be like some RPG because I like level up systems and I like getting strong. Um, what's other things I like? Yeah, right, like that's where I'm at. Like I'm thinking uh, combat. Dark Souls, I like combat uh, systems. Like Dark Souls combat and like a JRPG system, but those don't work together. Yeah, they do. You can't have a Dark Souls combat system and a JRPG like combat system. Oh, I mean the combat system, sure, but you can still have like a level up. System. Yeah, but like uh, Dark Souls already has its own level up system. So Dark Souls, just play <laughs> Dark Souls. No, I'm no. okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> good at this game. <laughs> we apologize for butchering your question. Yeah, and also, uh, final PS, can you guess in London slash Cockney rhyming slang when talking about someone's boat means? Elsa. You're talking about me boat? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that means. No, what what is happening? <laughs> well, Mr. Brit is supposedly actually British, so... Oh, well, As the name him. would imply, yeah. <laughs> I'm cockney, I'm uncultured. <laughs> so what's your answer, Jake? Uh, now all I can think of is the police girl. Bitches love <laughs> cannons. <laughs> uh, uh, what? Uh, can you repeat the question? No. Something about a boat, right? What yeah. is... What is boat? What would Cockney slang for a fucking boat be? No, no. What is boat in Cockney slang? Oh. Splish splash. Fucking, oh my God. I'm about to say the stupidest thing I've said all day. What rhymes with boat? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like, you've got a horrible boat. What am I saying? How many fucking people have boats? Uh, It has nothing to do with boats. Yeah, it checks out. I looked it up because I can read these emails. Oh, you bastard. (laughs) Uh, Goat. I don't know. Well, according to the internet, which, you know, the internet's not to be believed. Yeah. uh, It's your face. 
What? Uh, Because boat race face rhymes with race and boat is short for boat race. So if I say you have a hideous boat, you have a hideous face. Oh, amazing. I I mean, that doesn't clear it up, but like Cockney rhyming slang is its own fucking language anyway. So sure. Why not? Yeah. Right. Like whatever. (laughs) Just make things up. Uh, Mr. Britt, can you uh, send us an email in nothing but the rhyming slang? Like, that would be the coolest to watch Jason struggle with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, if you want to, like, phonetically type something out so I just have to hack my way through it, it's perfect. Oh, my God. It's like throwing a cucumber near a cat. Like, his brain breaks for a second. It's hilarious. <laughs> what was that? Uh, I sent you uh, passages from the uh, Patois Bible just to watch you read it. <laughs> fuck is this they weren't words good times anyway so plugs i'm gonna let our uh, guest go first if they want to shout anything out oh shit uh if you want to contact me you can find me on twitter at freyafaust.com dot com <laughs> that's how twitter works oh, com. <laughs> yep that's it hold on i got quickly change my twitter handle (laughs) all right Right so for the rest of us out here you can tweet at the bad game cast you can send emails to the bad game cast at gmail.com you can check out the subreddit r slash the bad game cast you slash the bad game cast is the account waters around it's alive it does stuff uh you can check out the facebook page facebook the bad game cast again we don't actually have like a hyperlink thing like you just have to search it oh uh because i don't think i have the like facebook.com slash the bad game cast oh. um bum 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 uh twitch twitch.tv forward slash the bad game cast you can see me and jake playing sometimes these bad games sometimes good games monday through thursday uh usually starting around 6 p.m eastern there is a now a youtube channel where all of these episodes are slowly going up uh we're currently in the large slog backlog of the first like couple years uh those are coming out like daily until we get caught up and then they'll be coming out like the within the same like week that new episodes come out we haven't officially decided when they're going up on the youtube channel yeah but also the youtube channel gets dumped the twitch streams so that we have more than just two weeks going back in time uh there's a discord now it's a bit of a empty void but there is a discord there's a permanent link in the description of the podcast or if you are ever on like twitter or i guess twitter or uh, twitch you can ask and i can me or jake can send you a link Mm -hmm. uh there's is it just the patreon i have left did i forget something patreon.com slash the bad game cast if you like what we do here, want to support us, or like what we do anywhere else, though I don't know if you only watch Twitch why you're listening to this, but good on you, I guess. Uh, you can support us over at Patreon. Yeah. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me any of those places, or at Jake Prey on Twitter. Hallelujah. All right. I'm officially at freyafaust.com. Oh, that's choice. <laughs> Perfect. Gotta live the gimmick. Well, we did just uh, wrestle our faces off. Yeah, gotta stay in oh, character or whatever. 
Yeah, only because the game glitched out and our faces came off. All right, well, for the Bad Gamecast, I've been Jake. I'm still Jason. I'm Ribby the Rib. Good night, everybody! What's a ribby the rib? Delicious. Um, you, you ran into ribby the rib during the game, right? Holy shit, yeah, in Memphis, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Wow. I'm doing a callback for anybody who played the game. <laughs> no one so no one. <laughs> God help him. Oh, oh. And you, you recorded two episodes today. How are you still functioning? Kingdom Hearts. Like, what... <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like this one came in at uh what is that? We got like 2830.